The sky is the limit for O'Neill Cruz after a successful 2022 debut season with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And although he does have his downfalls, his positives are going to lead to a hopeful breakout season in 2023. That's what we're talking about here today on the Locked On Pirates podcast. Locked On Podcast team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. And let's talk about the most polarizing player on the Pittsburgh Pirates. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast. I am, of course, your host who does the most, Ethan Smith. I hope you guys are all having a phenomenal Thursday, February 16th, year 2023. And as you can see, the background is a little different, so I do apologize in advance if this podcast is a little bit spotty. I am on a hot spot recording this podcast today, as well as in a hotel room. The hotel Wi-Fi was not that great, so hopefully it does come out pretty well for you guys, but I'm at the bane of technology on this one. But somebody that's not at the bane of technology or at the bane of anything because of his stature is O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill Cruz, of course, making his debut last year early, early in the season, but not early as early enough as we wanted to see it in Pittsburgh land. And when you look at the 2023 for O'Neill Cruz, he's a guy who the sky's the limit for him. That's the title of this episode, and I'm going to say that a lot. Because you look at what is available at O'Neill Cruz's expense is let's start with the frame. I mean, the, the kid is six foot seven. He has the frame to just be all over the diamond. He's one of the fastest players in all of baseball um, in terms of last year's sprint speed uh, algorithms and everything that you want to get into with that. He has unlimited power, as we also saw last year with 17 home runs. I expect that number to go up this year. And Ultimately, if he eventually figures it out with uh, hitting coach Andy Haynes and really starts hitting the ball consistently with a better average and a better on base percentage, I mean, you're talking about a new superstar in PNC Park for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, how does O'Neill Cruz get there is the biggest question, I think. And I'm not expecting O'Neill Cruz to be Mike Trout. I'm not expecting O'Neill Cruz to be Aaron Judge. I'm not expecting O'Neill Cruz to be Willie Stargell. I'm not expecting him to be a superstar that we've already seen. I'm expecting O'Neill Cruz to be O'Neill Cruz. He is one of a kind in his own way. Of course, we've seen Aaron Judge, who is six foot seven, break the AL home run record last year. But even Aaron Judge being that tall as well plays very differently than O'Neill Cruz does. And they both have very good range with their power elements. They both have very good hit tools as well. O'Neill Cruz just has to tap into his. But O'Neill Cruz plays the game in just a different way. He plays the game not only with power, but also with speed. And I've seen some people kind of predicting O'Neill Cruz's production in 2023 and talking about the possibility of a 30 home run and 30 stolen base season. With the change 
to the bases, I mean, that is something that's very, very possible for a guy like O'Neill Cruz, a guy, again, that I've mentioned already has untapped potential in terms of the power department. He has very big potential in terms of the speed department, which we already saw last year when he broke the stack cast record off the Clemente wall on a single with a 122.4 exit velocity. But I mean, anything in the gap, you have to be thinking a possibility of a triple for O'Neill Cruz. And even if not, if he only gets on base with a single, you are honestly, especially with the new Bach rules and the uh, pickoff rules, O'Neill Cruz is the guy that could take advantage of those rules very, very quickly. And remember, we saw likely go up. You're going to also likely see the home runs go up mainly just because he's going to be playing a full season this year, especially if he stays healthy. Of course, last year he didn't come up until the middle of the year. Service time manipulation that kept him in Indianapolis for quite some time. But this year we already know he's going to be the starting shortstop and I don't see anybody really overtaking that role for a guy like O'Neill Cruz just because of the fact that he's just that good already. And we saw it last year in his debut. We saw a little bit, a little bit of it in 2021 uh, in that last series we got to see against the Cincinnati Reds that year. So the potential is there, but how does he tap into it? Well, we're going to start, of course, with probably the funnest or one of the funnest uh, stat cast charts to ever look at for O'Neill Cruz as we used this yesterday with Key Brian Hayes. I think you guys really uh, responded well to that episode on Key Brian Hayes and his offense catching up to his defense. Well, O'Neill Cruz is definitely on like the polar opposite side of that spectrum. Is his defense ever going to catch up to his offense? As you see here with his 2022 MLB percentile rankings via um, baseball savant, uh, 91 percentile and average exit velocity, 100 percentile and max exit velocity, obviously, because he now holds the StatCast record for the hardest hit ball of all time since the StatCast era. Of course, his hard hit percentage is up there as well. No shocker there in terms of his um his rate of hitting the ball very hard when he does get to it and a 96% barrel rate, which is something we talked about a lot with um, key Brian Hayes yesterday. And it was something that he struggled with mightily on his career. And O'Neill Cruz already has done very good at it. And then of course you could see his arm strength at 97 and his sprint speed at 98. The hitting is there. You already know the hit tool is there. The hitting is always going to be there for O'Neill Cruz. And we'll talk about it a little bit more as this podcast progresses. But I do want to look at the fact that he does have the fourth percentile in the whiff rate. We'll talk about well, And that is where we need to sit here for just a moment and talk because O'Neill Cruz does struggle as a defensive player at shortstop. And you could see as the season progressed, and I think I talked about this at one point, that O'Neill Cruz was a guy that could throw the ball very hard over at first base, but he was starting to get a little interesting in terms of the errors and the bad uh, the bad balls over to the first baseman that were there. Now, of course, I've already talked about G-Man Choi being over there at the position at first base. I also believe his arbitration hearing is today, so I'm sure we'll get a total on how much he is owed for the 2023 season. But G-Man Choi is a guy that's going to definitely help him over there because G-Man Choi, compared to all the players that they had last year, is a very, very different player in terms of the first base position defensively. So I do think G-Man Choi will be able to help him a lot but you saw as the season progressed he started bringing back the arm strength a little bit and going more for oh I don't have to throw the ball over there as quick as possible unless it's 
absolutely necessary, which of course, when you're playing the shortstop position, there are times where it is absolutely necessary, but on some routine ground balls and stuff like that, you were seeing O'Neill Cruz kind of rush things. And then he stopped it after a while, which is something that you really wanted to see. And I actually wanted to show you guys this wonderful chart. These are the plays that O'Neill Cruz was responsible for last year. Of course, you could see hang time distance from ball landing and the, uh, Reddish dots are the outs. The um, the clear dots are, I believe, the hits that were allowed. And then you see that green line in the middle of the scale here. That is actually, um, I'll pull this off real quick so you guys can see all of that down there. The league-wide catch difficulty, of course, you see as the stars go up, the difficulty scale goes up. And he was getting out above some difficult stuff. I mean, but he was struggling a little bit more on the league-wide catch difficulty scale on things more difficult mainly because he was rushing things and the fact that he's six foot seven it's one of the biggest questions that we have about o'neill cruz is does he stick at the shortstop position for the remainder of his career well if you watched my episode two days ago on rodolfo castro and me talking about leover Piguero, nick gonzalez jared triolo and g1 bay potentially knocking on the door for the middle infield that does open up some flexibility for O'Neill Cruz to either just be exclusively a DH or be in the field somewhere. My personal thing with O'Neill Cruz is I would like him to be in the field at least somewhere just because of the range that he offers wherever he's going to play. Um, shortstop is perfectly fine if he eventually figures it out, but it is something that we're going to have to take a look at in 2023 is something that the Pirates are going to have to eventually figure out where they're going to put him in the field. Outfield is the one, of course, that is the most popular. I would say among takes that I've seen on O'Neill Cruz defensively and where he could play, um, I would say either corner outfield spot would probably be fine for him just because of the range that he has with being six foot seven in the wingspan that he offers. But you do, I at least think, want to figure out if O'Neill Cruz is your shortstop of the future or not, because you've already placed him in that position for an entire year. And why not? Why stop after a year? You might as well throw him in there in 2023, see what he can do. But if it starts becoming a real problem, I think the Pirates will handle it accordingly. And they have the options with some of these prospects that are going to eventually be ready in 2023 to say, hey, we're going to play O'Neill Cruz in left field today, or hey, we're going to play O'Neill Cruz in right, or even with how fast he is, if he can play the position, put him out in center field. I would be perfectly okay with that as well. I know they have Brian Reynolds, but Reynolds could switch to a corner outfield spot, no problem with his defensive acumen. And I think it's something that, albeit, is a downfall of O'Neill Cruz. It's one of the only downfalls of O'Neill Cruz is his defensive ability at the shortstop position, which going back to the stack cast thing here, I mean, his case, obviously another big issue is chase rate. Another big issue is walks. Another big issue. But again, if that outs above average can go up just a little bit, I think his defensive ability will be fine. I do think the shift will probably help him out a little bit as well. And of course, G Manchoy being the, main defensive first baseman over there at that position. Before we get more into his hit tool and where I think O'Neill Cruz can improve in 2023, I want to talk to you guys about the wonderful people over at FanDuel. Of course, the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. 
Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and three scored. And, of course, you can build your own favorite NBA bets for the week, which can include spread, money line, and totals. You can also do player props if you're a fan of LeBron James, um, Kawhi Leonard, any favorite player you have and you want to bet on their player points, rebounds, assists, etc. You can do all that at FanDuel Sportsbook. And there's so many more exclusive bets available to you on the NBA cycle, like the two times three bet. Two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. One of my favorites to bet on. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the National Basketball Association and the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, and we are here on Locked On Pirates here on February 16th, 2023, talking about our tall son, O'Neal Cruz. Of course, O'Neal Cruz, probably the most polarizing player on this Pittsburgh Pirates team heading into 2023. And I keep showing this stat cast graphic for a variety of reasons, just because there's things to like, obviously, in terms of this percentile rankings list. I mean, again, I already mentioned the average exit velocity being I already mentioned the hard hit rate, the uh, expected slugging percentage, but there are some things that you want him to fix here. Of course, the barrel rate, fine. Exit below, fine. Hard hit percentage, fine. You look at where it starts becoming a problem, and that's at your whiff rate, your K rate, and your walk rate. Walk rate is fine. He was walking at a kind of normal average pace in the percentile, 46%. I'll just consider that an average percentile. But then you look at the K rate and the whiff rate, and it's not even close to where you want it to be. I mean, he's in the one percentile of K rate and the four uh, percentile in the whiff rate, which is something that is going to become a problem for O'Neill Cruz. And we used this graphic yesterday, which you guys seem to really enjoy on Key Brian Hayes about the pitches that he was seeing last year. And obviously O'Neill Cruz was tearing up the fastball. He saw it 688 times, uh, 285 av- uh, batting average, a lower expected batting average in every single department except the off-speed pitches. But I mean, you look at his whiff rate, only a 15% whiff rate on fastballs. You are not getting a fastball past O'Neill Cruz. It's just not going to happen, and it's very hard to put him away with that pitch. But then you start getting towards the breaking stuff in the off-speed, and he's in the 50s. He swings at a pitch that's either a breaking pitch or he was not hitting it last year. And that's something that I think will improve over time for O'Neill Cruz. We do have to remember that the 2022 season was his first time seeing MLB action last year. And that's something that I think a lot of people lost in translation because they knew he was MLB ready to start the year last year and didn't. But again, he struggled a little bit in that department against breaking speed or breaking pitches and off speed pitches specifically if we're going to talk about it, breaking pitches off speed, he had a higher expected batting average. He batted 222 against off speed pitches, which is not at all terrible. Obviously, you want to see the whiff rate and the put away rate go way down. But 
the the breaking stuff was where he really struggled. I mean, he saw it 561 times with a 168 average and a 55.5 whiff rate. So pitchers were eventually coming aware of what to throw to O'Neill Cruz. Pitch, but that would be very hard for O'Neill Cruz to see a fastball. And I don't think that approach by pitchers is going to change that much heading into 2023. I think they know that last year he struggled with the breaking pitches and the off-speed pitches. They're going to throw them at him again. And it's something that he's going to just have to fix over time. We saw this with Key Brian Hayes in 2021 after his wrist injury. They were throwing high and in on him. He couldn't hit it for quite some time, and then he eventually did, and pitchers had to change their approach of how they threw to him. So that's really where that came in. And then, of course, we know the home run ball. Uh, This graphic here, I showed it with Key Brian Hayes yesterday, but, man, O'Neill Cruz expected home runs by Park. The only Park he would not have hit more home runs in last year if he played in it was Detroit with 13. Every other ballpark, he would have hit more home runs. So I'll just throw that out there as well in terms of his home run total. But now I mentioned the K rate and the whiff rate. Now, this is a graphic that shows percentiles in terms of where his K rate and his whiff rate are and how often he either strikes out in the specific zone of the strike zone or just misses the pitch in the strike zone. I know it'll be a lot of confusing stuff, but as I mentioned, head to baseball savant with this kind of thing. They will show you everything to know about a specific player from the things I've showed you from a plethora of different things. So you look at the K rate, for example, and obviously you're going to see bigger numbers in terms of the K rate more in that heart of the zone, as you could tell, but 57% of the time, I believe in the, Outside part of the zone, he was pulling the ball a lot. He was doing okay. And but you could see that as things creeped up in the zone on O'Neill Cruz being six foot seven, he was struggling a little bit in his K rate and his whiff rate. I mean, you look at his K rate, for example, in the bottom part of the zone in the bottom corners, and he was perfectly fine in that area. But then you start moving up the K rate 2014 18 in the top of the heart of the zone. That's not things that you want to see because those are pitches that O'Neill Cruz should be killing in the top part of the zone. But I I digress on that. Then you move over to the whiff rate. And again, same story. He pulls things that are away, uh, down and away. He hammers things that are in uh, in his hands on the bottom part of the zone. But as you continue to move up the zone again, his whiff rate continues to go down in percentile. That's something O'Neill Cruz is just going to have to fix. And his approach at the plate, being six foot seven, it's just something I haven't really seen before. And again, I don't think it's something that Aaron Judge or like he can learn from Aaron Judge because they're just completely different players. I mean, they just really are. And he's going to have to fix it on his own time. And he's going to have to fix it while facing and that he's going to have to take some time to figure it out. Now, when he does figure it out, it's going to get interesting to me because you look at again the just pure difference of breaking pitches versus fastballs. He saw the fastball 47% of the time last year. That's a that's a normal number. Breaking pitches, though, he saw them nearly 39% of the time last year. That is a crazy number. And the numbers between him seeing fastballs versus seeing breaking pitches you could tell the the struggle is there. The strikeout number is way higher from 36 to 68. The home run number is way down from 10 to 2 
the at-bats are about the same. I mean, 158 to 119, so it's a pretty comparable stat. His expected batting average, of course, was down in both departments. His slugging, by the way, was way different against fastballs, 563 compared to 252, and his expected slugging was even worse. Um, But you look at how this is going to affect him over time and what you want to eventually happen, and we'll get into that here in the final segment of today's Locked on Pirates episode, so we'll be right back. Alrighty, everyone. Hopefully you have enjoyed today's episode about O'Neill Cruz, his expectations, how he can improve at the plate in 2023 and why the sky is the limit for him and why he could potentially be the next superstar of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, you've heard me talk about defense, that being a shortcoming that I think Pirates fans are just going to have to live with over time. I don't know if he's ever going to truly be an elite defender at the shortstop position, at least. We haven't really seen him in the outfield at the major league level yet, so maybe if he makes that move, it's something that the Pirates could tap into a little bit, but I don't ever expect him to be an elite defender like a key Brian Hayes or like a Trey Turner or anybody or Xander Bogarts or anything like that. But if he could eventually be an average defender, that's a win in your book if you're the Pittsburgh Pirates, especially if he could do it at the shortstop position. But then the whiff rate and the K rate hitting wise, that's what you want to go up. You want that number to go up in terms of percentile and down in terms of percentage. So you want to see that percentage go down and you want to see the percentile go up. Now Obviously, it would be a lot to ask him to get into the 25th or 30th percentile in terms of whiff rate and 25th or 30th percentile in terms of K rate. So let's start small at the beginning of the season. Let's say he can get into the double digits in the percentile rankings here. He gets into the 10th percentile in Ks and the 10th percentile in whiffs. Then that just gradually grows into the 15th percentile. It's going to be a gradual growth for O'Neill Cruz. And where do I think? O'Neal Cruz can figure this out the most. Well, seeing as he's one of the most important players on your team, you look at the batting order splits for him. He has batted second before, no hits. He has batted third before, not a lot of plate appearances. He's batted cleanup before, not a lot of plate appearances. The most of plate appearances for O'Neal Cruz in terms of the batting order have come when he was the leadoff hitter. And boy, did he have some freaking success as a leadoff hitter with 145 plate appearances, 135 at bats, seven home runs, 23 RBIs, nine walks with a 281, 331, 541, 872 slash line. If I were making the lineup in 2023, I would want O'Neill Cruz to get as much at bats as possible i would want him to be my leadoff guy why because he's the fastest player on your team the only players i think that could even come remotely close to how fast o'neill cruz are are g1 bay and maybe mccutcheon in his heyday but not anymore um but i would want that speed and that power at the leadoff spot because the leadoff spot is not what it used to be it's not the adam frazier's of the world like we saw a couple years ago where you're getting on base and the guys behind you are figuring things out. A lot of teams opt to put that 
speed and power guy at the number one spot because they always have the opportunity to hit a home run right off their bat. And then if they do get hard hits and they do put something in the gap and they're fast enough, like an O'Neill Cruz, they're already in scoring position for the heart of your lineup, like a Brian Reynolds, like a Carlos Santana, like a Andrew McCutcheon, like a key Brian Hayes, who could definitely use the boot in terms of how anywhere else O'Neill Cruz would be in outside of the leadoff spot for me would probably be the cleanup spot. But I just think that the Pirates have an option there with either Santana or Choi or even Reynolds if they want to go that route at the cleanup spot. I just think O'Neill Cruz, one, has the most success as the leadoff hitter, but I also think he's the most comfortable at the leadoff spot. I think that's a very good, comfortable spot for him, and it's a win-win for what the Pirates want to do. They they should want to get him as many at-bats as possible, let him see breaking stuff and finally figure it out, let him get moving in terms of that department, and the faster he develops in terms of hitting breaking pitches versus not hitting breaking pitches and still damaging fastballs the way he did last year, the faster O'Neill Cruz really taps into that potential that he has and the limit being farther than the sky at that point. I mean, O'Neill Cruz, as I mentioned earlier, has the potential in 2023 to be a 30 home run, 30 stolen base guy with the bases now being bigger. And if he leads off, that is a very, 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 that's something that he could really tap into. And I really only think maybe one or two other shortstops in the league could even come close to that. Now, obviously, if you move to the outfield, which we are doing tomorrow, talking about Jack Sawinski, Andrew McCutcheon, and all the options the Pirates are going to have at the corner outfield spots, there are some outfielders that could do the 30 home run, 30 stolen base thing, like Ronald Acuna, if he stays healthy. Uh, You're looking at a guy like Mookie Betts who could potentially tap into that. But O'Neill Cruz could definitely do it. He just has, again, to improve on hitting breaking stuff because they're going to continuously throw it at them. Now, base runner splits, if he is leading off, obviously he would be leading off with the bases empty, which is what he saw most of the time last year. He did struggle in that department with a 601 OPS and a 202 average, but obviously I think heading into 2023 with a full season under his belt and improvements made in his game over the offseason, that all those numbers will go up. But you still see seven home runs being the most that he's seen outside of players in scoring position in terms of base runner splits. And that's something that you want out of the Pirates. You want that pop and that speed at the number one spot. And O'Neill Cruz gives you both things. Now, obviously, you do have the downfall of him striking out and you starting with one out pretty much every inning that he leads off. But he's going to improve on these things because the one thing that I keep saying about O'Neill Cruz, especially if he gets runners in scoring position, by the way, a 299 average with a 360 on base percentage, a 662 slugging and an over 1,000 OPS. He is too good not to improve on these things. I know that's like an opinion. That's like a whole different ballgame to say, oh, just because he's too good means he's never going to not struggle with breaking pitches. Even some of the best hitters in all of baseball struggle with breaking pitches and off-speed pitching. And they kill fastballs. But with O'Neill Cruz, one thing that I haven't mentioned yet is when I talked about his walk rate, his walk percentile rate. It being average plays into his game a lot because his take rate is also okay as well. If he can get himself into his counts, think it to happen in terms of how he handles himself at the plate in a one-two count 
versus a 2-1 count. Well, nine times out of 10, the pitcher is going to throw him a fastball. And we already know, as mentioned by what we've seen from the stuff I've showed you today, O'Neill Cruz absolutely kills fastballs. So things we need to look for in 2023 for O'Neill Cruz, just to recap everything we talked about today, he's going to be phenomenal. He just has to tap into the potential that he has. He needs to fix the whiff rate, fix the K rate, keep the walk rate about the same, keep killing fastballs, get better against breaking pitches. Keep doing okay against the off-speed pitches like we saw in the uh, rankings that I have right here. He did okay against off-speed, but he needs to do better against breaking pitches. And see if you can become an average defender. If he can become an uh, – I would consider 2023 a success for O'Neill Cruz. Average somehow goes – his OPS go, uh, or goes up or stays the same. He becomes a sub-average or average defender at the shortstop position, and his whiff rate and K rate go down. That's what I would consider a win for O'Neill Cruz in 2023. We'll just have to wait and see how it plays out, but I am going to keep a close eye on O'Neill Cruz in spring training this upcoming year, because I want to see if he's made any adjustments to his batting stance. I want to see if he's made any adjustments at the plate in terms of how he wants to attack pitchers. I want to see how he's done all of this. And we'll be definitely talking about O'Neill Cruz a lot in the 2023 season here at Locked on Pirates. So guys, thank you for so much for tuning into the Locked on Pirates podcast today, where it is your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every day. Make your second list in Locked on MLB Prospects with Lindsey Crosby. He absolutely loves O'Neill Cruz, so he's made some episodes about him, and we've had a crossover that was very cool about O'Neill Cruz a couple months ago, so go find those over at his channel. Check out all the Locked on Pittsburgh podcasts with Chris on Steelers hosting Locked on Penguins and Nick Farbaugh hosting Locked on Pit. I will be back tomorrow talking about Andrew McCutcheon, Jack Sawinski, and, of course, the rest of the outfielders that the Pirates have at their disposal with some offseason moves and prospects that can make some noise in 2023. But until then, thank you so much, guys. I am Ethan Smith, and I will see you guys on the flip side.